Welcome to Marathon Swim Stories, where we interview marathon swimmers to get perspective on how to endure, adapt, and overcome the challenges we face swimming and in life. In this episode, I chat with cancer survivor, four-way English channel crosser, and the current world record holder for the longest, continuous, unassisted, non-wetsuit, current neutral swim at over 104 miles, which took more than 67 hours of straight swimming. Sarah Thomas has been relentlessly testing her limits year after year, and yet she thinks of herself as a swimmer, just like you or I. We laughed chatted about so many things, including making the leap from being a pool swimmer straight to marathon distance open water, impromptu training swims, pushing through, something which I perceive her as an expert at, and so much more. Please enjoy this episode. start my interviews out even though people have amazing resumes I'd like to hear you tell me about you <laughs> so tell how would you identify yourself I'm Sarah I'm <laughs> just like everybody else this is usually how I would probably like to identify myself <laughs> when did you start swimming <laughs> um forever Since I was a small, small child um, I swam, I joined a swim team for the first time when I was, um, seven, the summer I was seven and it was just kind of, um, that was it, you know, like all my other sisters did other sports, you know, they played soccer or softball or ran track or, you know, we, we all did everything. Um, I tried basketball and I tried volleyball and it did not last long because, Number one, I'm terrible at everything else. And number two, I just seem to belong in the water. So um, kind of noticed early on, you know, like high school age that I wasn't like a superstar swimmer. You know, I knew I wasn't going to be an Olympian. Um, I was wanting to swim in college, but, you know, I knew I probably wasn't going to be good enough to get a scholarship somewhere. So um, walked on to the University of Connecticut swim team and, and, very much enjoyed my four years there just swimming, you know. Um, sometimes I felt bad for the scholarship swimmers because they were just there because they had to, you know, that was what was paying the bills. Um, and I'm like, hey, this is good time. I love this. Let's yeah. do some more. Um, and so, you know, I've just always, always loved it. You know, I remember when I was 10 and my mom was like, hey, I know you really like swimming. Do you want to do it year round? And I was like, yeah, I want to swim all the time. So, you know, that I'm 38 and still swim all the time. So, I don't know. Yeah. I just like to, I like to go swimming. When did you start swimming marathons? Um, I, so I moved to Denver in 2004 after I graduated from college. Um, I did try and tell myself that I was done with swimming. You know, like, oh, I'm so out. My shoulders can't take anymore. Um, and I didn't really swim a whole lot for maybe like a year and a half. Um, and then, you know, like tried all this running stuff and I'm like, I'm, I really am terrible at everything else. Um, and so I just found myself back on a master swim team, um, which was something I had sworn I would never do. Right. Cause you know, when you're in high school and college, 
all the old people are at the pool before you and you're like, oh man, my kids are getting up at like five to go swimming for fun. What's wrong with them? Um, so, you know, I never thought I would be like a master swimmer. And here I am, I'm like 23 and I'm like, man, I sure miss this. <laughs> um, so I joined a master's team. I met some really incredible people and, you know, kind of worked my way back into shape. And then a couple of people that I was swimming with were like, you know what, you would be really good at open water swimming. And I'm like, I grew up in Texas, you know, we don't go in the lakes <laughs> in Texas. Um, <laughs> and so I, you know, it took me a little while to kind of like wrap my brain around the whole idea of open water swimming. It, you know, clearly not something I had done a whole lot of other than just recreationally at, you know, our lake house in Oklahoma growing up. And they convinced me as my first open water swim to sign up for a 10K. <laughs> you can do those things when you're 23 and 24, right? Like you're still young enough, your shoulders bounce back. So um, I signed up for a 10K. Um, I was 25 when I actually got around to doing it. And that was it. Like I remember the middle of this 10K and the water's like 72 and I was freezing. Um, and I was totally head over heels in love with it. You know, I like walked out of the water and I was like, oh my God. I should have been doing this for the last 25 years of my life. And, uh, you know, I stuck at a 10 day for a couple of years and it wasn't very long. You know, I heard about like the trans Tahoe relay and that people sometimes did the width of Tahoe on their own without a relay. Um, and that kind of put the idea into my brain that maybe you could do something longer. Um, you know, when you get into the open water swimming world, you start meeting people. Um, and I was meeting people who had swum the English Channel or training for Catalina. And I was like, I could do that. That sounds like kind of a lot of fun. Um, and that is just really how it happened. There's a great open water swimming community here in Landlock, Colorado. And they took me up and brainwashed me. And I just can't <laughs> seem to get quite enough of it. So that's, that's funny how to I ended up where I'm at now. <laughs> I uh, grew up in Colorado, in Landlock, Colorado, and I didn't even mm -hmm. know open water swimming was a thing. <laughs> so, so I'm glad that there's an open water swimming community growing there. <clears throat> yeah. There is, uh, you know, I've, it's been um, like 10 years since I've been like marathon swimming, and it's been really interesting to see the growth of the swim community here. Uh, you know, we have a lot of triathletes and, you know, just people who like to be outdoors, and I do think it just, it draws people. Yeah. Why do you think you swim marathons? <laughs> well, um, when I was in high school and college, a mile wasn't far enough, apparently. <laughs> um, you know, anyone who's ever done like a workout with me or swum a long time with me, like it takes me almost a 10K just to get warmed up. And so, you know, I just think naturally as I'm doing open water swimming and it's like, Hey, you know, I'm, I've been in here for two and a half hours and I still feel really great. Um, let's see what else we can do. Um, and I do, you know, so I think that's part of it. I'm just kind of like naturally genetically able to swim a long time. Um, and it doesn't like hurt my shoulders and I don't necessarily get bored. Um, but then the other piece of it is, you know, like I kind of like to push myself, you know, I'm people joke that I'm competitive, um, I'm not competitive like with you or, you know, with the person swimming next to me, I'm competitive with myself. Um, and so at the end of the day, it's like, well, that 10K wasn't so bad. Let's try 20 miles. Oh, hey, that 20 miles wasn't so bad. 
let's try it for 50. Um, and I don't know, for me and my, I'm apparently crazy, but um, I just think I have this desire and interest to see like, how far can I swim? Um, I know I'm never going to be the fastest. You know, I'm sure that there's like a million people out there who could, you know, beat me to the other side of a lake in a, you know, a 10K race. But when you start getting to, you know, 50 miles, 100 miles, it's definitely not a race anymore. It's just about survival. <laughs> and I think that appeals to me. Yeah. Yeah. Do you remember like when you, that kind of occurred to you that you, that you were, you know, that you wanted to challenge, you know, like see what you could do? Like, you know, I think honestly, that probably goes back to childhood. Um, you know, when I did realize like, cause I mean, I knew I was never gonna win, you know, swimming pool races. Like I knew that early on. So, you know, from you know, the age of like 15, you know, swimming has always been something I've just been very intrinsically motivated to do. You know, it's never been about winning or, you know, having a good reputation. You know what I mean? Like I just, I do it because I love it. And, you know, that, you know, that's why I'm here. If I didn't like it or enjoy it, then I'd be doing something else. Yeah. <laughs> um, so you said from childhood, you kind of realized that you were a little different. You know, you weren't going to excel maybe at a, you know, a pool event. But um, how do you think like that acknowledging that difference maybe empowered you as you continued on? Yeah, I mean, I think just, you know, I don't, I do hear from people sometimes and they're like, I want to be the best, you know, I want to be the fastest. There's always going to be someone better for, than you. You know, even if you're Michael Phelps, right, there's someone who can swim, you know, a 200 breaststroke faster than Michael Phelps. So, <laughs> you know, it's empowering in a way, I think, when you, when it stops being about other people and it's more about you, right? It's your journey, your challenges, your goals. Um, and that is what I love about swimming, right? Is that, you know, I can talk to someone and, you know, they're trying to swim a 1K in open water for the first time. And that is just as huge of a challenge for them as it is for me to go and swim 50 miles. And we can still talk about it in the same way. You know, the difference or the distances are different, but the, you know, internal, you know, pressure and drive and effort and dedication to getting to that goal is exactly the same, whether it's a, a 1K or a 100K. Um, and I think that brings us all together, you know, because it is a personal individual challenge, but we're in a community of other people out trying to, you know, create their own challenges for their own personal satisfaction. Yeah, I love that. But how do you describe the feeling of completing Marathon Swim? That's a good question. Um, <laughs> you're usually so exhausted, you don't really think about it, right? <laughs> like you crawl out on the end of the lake or, you know, you know, on the shore and you're like, oh my God, did that really happen? <laughs> um, for me, the, you know, satisfaction or enjoyment comes like days later when you're like, hey, I can raise my arms again. <laughs> that was fabulous. Um, you know, in the moment, it's just like, oh gosh, I'm so glad to be out of the water. I'm so glad that's over. Um, but then once you have time to like sleep it off a little bit, you know, it's just satisfying to look at a big body of water and be like, I did that. You know, like when you're, especially 
in Dover, I have found it the most when you're standing, you know, in Dover Harbor, or, you know, on the White Cliffs and you're looking out across the English Channel, you know, and it's like this vast body of water with all these shipping containers. And then suddenly you find yourself like in the middle of it. Um, and then you land in France and you're like, oh my gosh, did that like really just happen to me? Did I really like dodge the shipping containers and the jellyfish and the cold and like I lived, I survived, I made it. Um, I better do it I just again. Think, <laughs> right, you know, let's do it three more times. Um, but I, I think there is something in human nature that wants us to climb mountains or, you know, swim channels or, you know, like we just, as a species, I think we want to do that. We want to discover new frontiers, go to space, you know, cross the prairie to find California. And I just think that's in our nature. And I find, you know, marathon swimming, you know, I sit at a desk all day and look at a computer and, you know, have a job and, you know, I, do I mind my job? No, but, you know, does that fulfill me in that just like human nature way? No, absolutely not. Um, and I get that from marathon swimming. And so me, it's just about living, you know, like get outside, go do it. What's stopping you? Yeah. Yep. Right. I'm Lovely. on my own soapbox. <laughs> That's perfect. What's your favorite part of planning for one of your big um, events that you, one of your big, uh, it, I don't want to say, yeah, one of your big swims that you, that you undertake, is it like the planning? Is it the, you know, the actual swimming? Is it, it all being over? <laughs> all of the above. Um, <laughs> honestly, I really do like to plan stuff. You know, like I like the logistics of, you know, finding crew, finding a boat, you know, getting everyone where they need to be, when they need to be there, you know, figuring out planes, you know, like all of that stuff kind of, um, I just kind of enjoy it. So, you know, piecing together a swim, especially one that hasn't been done before, like in Lake Powell or Lake Champlain, you know, those are, those are the fun pieces for me. Um, English Channel in some ways, uh, most recently was a little underwhelming because like you just show up, right? You know, I kept like, you know, I'd email the boat guy and I'm like, hey, do you need anything? Like, what are you thinking? And he's like, we got you. You're fine. <laughs> just show up. <laughs> and it's like, I feel like I'm missing something. Um, you know, so I mean, I enjoy all of it. It is nice to have someone just take care of things for you. But, um, you know, I love the execution of it. Um, I love, um, you know, the couple of days before where you're all like nervous and like sick to your stomach and, you know, you like, love that. Yeah, I do, you know, it's kind of, I don't know, it's, you know, it's different than again, like sitting at the desk and, you know, and at a computer. So, you know, I do enjoy all that. I will tell you, I do not enjoy my least favorite part of any marathon swim is about the first hour. I hate it every time because um, you're still getting settled. You're like, what's going to happen? How is this going to go? Am I going to get sick? What if I run into a boat? You know, like all of those things tend to well up in the first hour um, and you start thinking, God, this is really stupid. Um, but then it seems like after that first hour, you know, things kind of settle in and it's okay, but you just got to get through that hump. So that's, you know, I like all of it other than like that first hour. Every time I'm like, yeah, this is a dumb idea. <laughs> I love that. Um, let's see. Can you tell us about the swim that you're the most proud of? Oh. 
Oh man, there's a couple, um, and they're probably not what you think. Um, so let's see here. The first one that really kind of comes to mind um, last summer um, in August, I um, came out to a lake here in Colorado, just you know, a couple hours from my house. Um, it's Blue Mesa Reservoir. It's the largest body of water in the state of Colorado at 16 miles long. Um, a couple of years ago, um, I had attempted to do a double of it, so a 32-mile swim. Um, we had all kinds of like boat issues, weather issues. I got a little sick, um, so I made it one way, but like definitely not any type of an official swim. I was like hanging on the boat, you know, begging for cookies and um, all kinds of stuff. So you know, I that swim in that lake had always kind of been in the back of my mind, like, hey, I really want to go and double Blue Mesa. Um, the lake's at like, um, I think 8,000 feet maybe. So it's pretty high. Um, weather can be um, really tricky. Um, there tends to be like afternoon storms and like crazy nut, like crazy, like just high intensity wind. Um, so, and it is usually pretty cold. Um, when I had done it the first time, the water was like maybe low 60s. Um, so it just for years it had been on my mind, I want to go back and do Blue Mesa. Um, but it just never quite works. It's just far enough you can't really drive there for the day. Um, and so I got it in my brain last summer and I was kind of struggling with my training leading up to the English Channel. Um, you know, just from my breast cancer surgeries and stuff, my shoulders just, you know, just stuff was hurting, you know, and I needed some confidence. You know, I my training in the pool was slow, you know, I just, I needed confidence. And so, and I needed to change the scenery, right? I swim at the same places all the time, just circles, like two mile loops at the most, you know? Um, and I was like, I need, I need to change the scenery. So last minute, um, I talked to my husband and my friend Craig into going out to Blue Mesa with me. We took our little like 13 foot aluminum boat, um, got a hotel room, you know, we got there late on a Friday night um, started swimming at like 4.30 on Saturday morning, so not a ton of sleep. Um, Ryan, my husband, couldn't get the boat on the water until the sun came up, so it was just me and Craig in a kayak in this lake, you know, and he, he's got his headlight on, or his headlamp on, and glow skits on the kayak, and, you know, like, he can't see anything. It was pitch black. It was overcast, you know, like, couldn't see a dang thing, um, and we just swam, you know, Ryan met us at like 8.30 in the morning. Um, and my only goal for that swim was to hold a pace. Um, and I just, I wanted to see if I could hold a two mile an hour pace for 32 miles. Like that is something I've been able to do in the past. Um, I knew it was gonna hurt. Um, I didn't know, you know, I just, I didn't know. And, you know, I did, it hurt. You know, I, I made the churn like right on schedule. Um, and then on, you know, not too far in, we hit some headwind and my arm just started to just throb and fall apart. And I was like, you know, I'm like barely six hours into the swim and my arm is hurting me. Um, and I needed to know if I could push it, you know, like I knew it was going to hurt in the channel and I needed to know like what's going to happen if I push this arm to maximum capacity. Um, so I did, you know, I took some Advil and romped on it, you know, and I did, I held two miles an hour for 16 miles. So, or sorry, for 32 miles, you know, it took me right at 16 hours. Um, we hit some like crazy wind and turbulence on the way back. 
and I did it, you know, and the next day I was fine, you know, like my arm is sore, but it was fine. Um, and I just, you know, it was just like this low key swim, like my friend and my husband and like this little tiny boat. Um, I held a pace, you know, like I persevered through the, you know, the elements and accomplished what I needed to do. And it really gave me this like huge boost, like, okay, whatever happens in the channel, like I'm going to be fine. You know, like I don't need to swim two miles an hour in the channel. Like we're going to get there. So um, I'm really proud of that swim, you know, just like for this last minute, pull it off 32 mile training swim, but you know, it was huge for me. Yeah. So, sorry. That was a really long story. No, it was <laughs> lovely. It was lovely. I love that too. That, you know, I, for, I guess I try to plan when my training swims are going to be because I have other factors yeah. like kid care, whatever to right. square away. But, um, but it, um, anyway, it's awesome to know that, you know, yeah. that you can just be like, I need a confidence booster and you like, let's do it. And I think people right. need to know that, that, that I think that it's a super valuable thing before a swim to have that confidence boost, like to yeah. at some point. So that's awesome. Yeah. What about, um, what about DNFs? Is there anything you haven't finished? No. <laughs> no. Uh, I finished everything. <laughs> yeah, I, mean, I got, we all got pulled out of Tampa Bay the year I did it in 2012. A storm rolled through. So, you know, I was like five or six miles from the end um, of that swim. So technically um, Tampa Bay is a DNF, but not by my own control, um, <laughs> you know, um, yeah. There's a couple swims I haven't been able to start um, just from like weather conditions where, you know, boat people wouldn't take me because, um, you know, I'll go out in anything. But, um, <laughs> <laughs> more, um, you know, more cautious, safety minded nature than I do. So. <laughs> yeah. Okay. So there's nothing you haven't finished. Wow. <laughs> right? You don't have any learning. I know, like, I feel like I'm jinxing myself every time I answer that question, no. It's like, man, Sarah needs some character building. She needs to fail. <laughs> um, and, like, it's going to happen sometime. Like, I am, I'm okay to own that and say, you know what? If it doesn't happen, it doesn't happen. And that's part of the circle of marathon swimming, right? But, yeah, today, um, generally, I've, you know, if I get in, I'm going to do it. There's been some close calls, don't get me wrong. But you um, yeah. find a way. Yeah. Yeah, that's awesome. How about um like your best swimming memory? <laughs> oh gosh. <laughs> There's so many. <laughs> I don't know. What pops up? I don't know. I mean, probably one of the like greatest like swimming trips like of all time was when um Crud Lenning, um Elaine Howley and I um swam Loch Ness. Um, you know, we spent two weeks together in Scotland, you know, us and our crew. So we had this like big, huge house rented in the Scottish Highlands. And, um, you know, it was just this like fabulous couple of weeks of swimming and eating. And, you know, I don't drink, but everyone else does. And, you know, like, so just, some, just good old fashioned debauchery, um, you know, and we happened to get to swim blockness in the middle of it all. So um, but probably one of my like just most cherished swimming memories. Um, so I hate to just single one because I'm sure that there's other like fabulous stuff out there. Um, but just, you know, if I'm looking at big picture stuff, that is a pretty, that, that was a pretty special two week period in my life that I, you know, remember very well. Yeah, that's lovely. Um, where's your favorite place to swim? Just for, you know, going for a swim. Oh man, there's so many good places to swim. <laughs> um, you know, uh, 
I spend a lot of time in the gravel pond at Chatfield here in Denver. Um, you know, it's like 900 meters by 300 meter little pond in Denver. Um, but I couldn't even count the hours that I spend there. Um, it's a pretty special little place and, you know, kind of in the middle of Denver. So, you know, I'm very partial to Chatfield. Um, there's some really beautiful high altitude lakes here in Colorado that, you know, I love to get into. Water's really clear, really cold. Um, so, you know, some special places there, you know, I grew up, my grandparents had like this little cabin on a lake in Oklahoma, you know, and it's like hot, you know, that water's like 90 degrees in July, um, you know, but, you know, that's one of my favorite places to be, you know, out on the water with family. So there's just, you know, a lot of good, a lot of good bodies of water out there. Um, I had a friend a while back, he made me like make my top 10 places to swim. Um, my top 10 favorite lakes. I'm like, that was the hardest thing I've ever done in my whole life is pick 10. <laughs> <laughs> Can't I have a hundred? There's right? so much water. There's so many. Like, yeah. Right. Yeah. And what if I find somewhere new? Like I can't pick yeah. now. You ask me again when I'm like a hundred. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly. Um, how about, I know you've been more inclined to solo endeavors lately, but is there any particular events that you've participated in that you really, really loved and why? Yeah, you know, I I do love like an event. Um, you know, I've done Swim the Suck, I've done Portland Bridge, um, the Pittsburgh Three Marathon River Swim. You know, I do love going to an event where I can meet people and um, just you know experience something together. So I mean, I you know I'm trying to think. You know, I think my first like marathon like race was um, Manhattan. You know, and I think of all the people I've met then um, just from that, like, one single race. Um, and so it's just, you know, the Marathon Swim community is special, and it's great to be, you know, part of that and communicating and sharing and just experiencing, you know, 12 hours on the water together. Mm -hmm. Are you a process or an outcome okay. person? <laughs> okay. Um and that's the question, am I a process yeah. or an outcome? Person? Yeah. <laughs> I'm definitely a process person for sure. Um, I enjoy the training, you know, like I enjoy, you know, the schedule, the routine. Um, I enjoy all of that. And, you know, if good results come from that, fabulous. Um, but if they don't, then whatever, who cares? You know, I had a good time getting there. Um, and I do think part of that happened to me, you know, when I was, you know, a kid and like, I'm never going to go to the Olympics, right? You know, like you internalize that and suddenly it's not about winning the race. It's about the training and the friendships and, you know, just doing your very best. So yeah, it's process. <laughs> um, how about adapting to changing conditions? And I guess I'd consider this broadly, like there's swimming conditions, right? But then there's also stuff in life, right? I mean, you're a cancer survivor, so you had that. Right. And then there's all this quarantine stuff. So when you think about right. adapting, how do you, how do you uh, think about that? How do you adapt? Yeah, I mean, you just got to go with it. You know, like, I clearly am type A. Um, I like to have a plan, you know, I like to have a schedule, I like to have a goal, you know, like, those are all things that are important to me and make me happy. But I also know enough about life to know that, like, it's never going to happen the way that you plan it. The schedule is always going to get messed up. 
you know, you can go out for a swim and you think it's going to be a beautiful day and all of a sudden a storm rolls through. Like, you know, marathon swimming is life. You know, we're in the middle of like this really nasty storm. Um, but, you know, you just have to have faith that it's going to pass, you know, no matter what it is and how terrible it is, whether it's life or in a swim, you know, you have to trust in yourself and the people around you to get you through it. And it'll be all right on the other side. It has to be, right? As long as there's another side, right? <laughs> right. There's always another side. Yeah. <laughs> always. Yep. yep. So you mentioned faith. Um, is there, how would you describe your faith? Do you think it was more yourself, your crew, something else? Um, that is a complicated question. Um, you know, I, if we're talking marathon swimming, I mean, you have to have faith in yourself, but you also have to have faith in your team, right? Um, you know, I've seen a lot of other swimmers, you know, are in the middle of the lake and they're like screaming at their kayak or like, you're going the wrong direction, right? Or, you know, it just giving them what for in the middle of a race or a swim or an event, right? Um, and I'd be lying if I would, had could say that I've never done that. Um, I have early on. Um, and somewhere along the way, I learned like, you just got to let that part go. You know, like your team is there to take care of you. They're there to guide you and your job is to swim. So, you know, when it comes down to it, you have to trust in the training that you've done and your mental fortitude, but you also have to trust in your team and your crew to like figure it out for you, right? Their job is like way harder than yours um, when it comes to a marathon swim. So, you know, like your job is to get in, spin your arms in a circle and keep your mouth shut. Um, and it's their job to take care of everything else. And so, you know, when it comes to faith and trust, yeah, it's a two-way street there. <clears throat> All right. Um, <laughs> <laughs> let's see. Tell us about what's been the worst part of being, um, I guess, we're kind of out of sheltering in place, but what's been the worst part of the pandemic for you? Um, you know, I really deeply, passionately miss going to breakfast with my swimmer friends on Saturday mornings after a swim practice or like a swim in the lake. Like that has been terrible. Um, and I know that that is, I don't know, there's a lot of worse things happening in the world. And my husband and I have been insanely lucky that we're both working um, and I work from home. Um, you know, so like, my life didn't change a huge amount other than like, there's not a lot of places to go swimming and I'm not getting to see people as much. And like, I just, you know, I miss human interaction. You know, I, I'm an introvert like 99% of the time, but like, I need to give people a hug sometimes too, you know, like I need to go to breakfast and just listen to people talk about boring, silly, inconsequential things. Like I just, I miss it. Um, so we're almost back to that here. Um, so hopefully soon we can actually like go to breakfast. I can't wait for a breakfast burrito at the table um, with swimmers. <laughs> Absolutely. That sounds, that sounds amazing. Yeah. Right? Yeah. <clears throat> Let's see. With you, well, I remember you saying that 2020 was kind of, in another interview maybe, that 2020 was kind of an off year for you. And it doesn't seem yeah. like it's really derailed, it's derailed you um, at all. Like you're still on a track, not gonna, not gonna change your course. You're not gonna quit being a marathon swimmer just because 2020 right. kind of got thrown out the window. <laughs> right. Sure. There's some, some water out there. Like, 
I mean, you know, 2020 is going to be kind of rotten, but like that water will still be there next year. We can get it and go back. Yeah, yeah absolutely. Um, what motivates you to keep going when things get rough? Yeah, well, um, marathon swimming is not cheap. <laughs> my husband likes to remind me like hey you just sacrificed like all that time and all that money to quit right now did you um you know like to be like i'm being 100 honest like he has said that to me in the middle of a swim i was gonna uh, say you you definitely said that like he told you that <laughs> yeah that has that has happened um you know and you know a lot of it is that you know like i mean you asked me are you a process or an outcome you know, like you spend so much time on the process, you know, you better be pretty committed to the outcome too. Um, or else what was it, you know, what was it all worth? You know, I, I work, you know, 48 plus hours a week and then I'm training somewhere between 20 and 30 on a regular basis. Like that's a lot of sacrifice. And when you sacrifice all that and, you know, I'm a recruiter, my husband's a mechanic. So it's not like we just have like tens of thousands of dollars to throw away um and so you're in the middle of a swim and you've spent 10 grand on it like that's not something to quit lightly and so you know that is you know like that is the motivation um and you know obviously i've got some internal drive that you know even if it hurts or if i'm puking or whatever that like i can push past it but you know people are there they're counting on you you don't want to be a failure to them you know like that's a I don't want to let anyone down. Like, who cares about me? Like, I don't want to let my mom down. She's right here. She's so excited. How sad would she be if I got out of the water right now? So, you know, there's lots of things. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly. Um, how about advice for an aspiring marathon swimmer? What advice would you give? You know, start small and build your way up. You know, I hear from people way more than you might think. Um, hey, Sarah, I'm just getting into open water swimming and like, I want to swim the English Channel twice. And you're like, maybe you should swim it once first. Or, you know, like, <laughs> go, go try Catalina. You know, like, there's just, there's a lot of steps between A and B. Um, and just start small, you know, um, have fun with it. You know, gradually increase your distance. Don't just, you know, go for it all at once. Um, meet people, talk to people, learn about it, you know, figure out your nutrition. Um, and just, you know, start at the beginning. You know, I started at the beginning with 10Ks and, you know, that was in 2007, you know, and it took me 12 years to do the English Channel four times. So, you know, especially with swimming, you can't just do it overnight. Um, and I, you know, I see it a lot with triathletes, you know, they want like the secret message right the like winning lottery number to just like snap be better at swimming and it swimming just doesn't work that way you know you you have to learn how to float really well first um and then you know once you're floating then you you know practice breathing on both sides you know like there's just a lot of baby steps that i think people sometimes miss when it comes to their open water swimming goals so don't be ashamed to start at a 1k a 5k a 10k you know, a 15K and just work your way up, you know, one piece at a time so that you're comfortable and prepared for, you know, what's coming at those longer distances, you know, experience is everything. Um, you know, I've been in some like really rough situations in some of these longer swims, you know, and if I didn't have, you know, 
past miserable experiences or trying times or, you know, like places where I didn't think I could come out of in the past, you know, you don't come out of them in the middle of a hundred miles. And um, so, you know, it takes a body of work um, to even just do a 5k. So, you know, sorry, again, I'm on a soapbox. <laughs> so, <laughs> stepping down right now. <laughs> it's good. Um, uh, do you think that marathon swim, it minimizes the athletic, the in, in the feats of endurance that you've accomplished to just call it a marathon swim? No. What else would you call it? <laughs> I don't know. The, the question just came to my mind. It's like, because like, yeah, no. a marathon swim could be a 10K, right? To some people. Or, right. or apparently it could be 100 miles. So it seems like a big gap. Yeah. Um, you know, there's not, you know, people ask me stuff like that sometimes, like, um, you know, if there's another swimmer out there who's maybe like not following the rules, um, does that take away from your accomplishment? Um, you know, do I love it when other swimmers try and, you know, pass off what they're doing for the same thing that I'm doing when it's clearly not the same? No, I don't love it, but I don't think it minimizes anything that I'm doing. So, you know, you can label me however you want, um, but at the end of the day, I really am, you know, you asked me that, like, introduce yourself, you know, I'm Sarah, I'm a swimmer, um, <laughs> you know, and that is, you know, I'm, you're a swimmer, you know, people who are watching this, we're all swimmers, and it, you know, we're all marathon swimmers, and I truly, honestly don't see what I'm doing as all that different, you know, from a mental standpoint, um, from a challenge standpoint, you know, and a sacrifice standpoint than someone who's trying to do their very first 10K. You know, like it's a marathon swim and, you know, that's special no matter the extent of the marathon swim. Yeah, that's beautiful. I love, I love that a lot. <clears throat> um, can you tell me a little known fact about yourself? <laughs> Um, my goodness. I don't know. The, I don't know. I feel like I tell everybody. <laughs> <I read. laughs> um, I'm trying to think. I'm deathly afraid of snakes. How about that? Um, there's a spot in my lake that I swim in all the time. Um, I have never, I've been swimming there for like 13 years. I've never seen a snake there in all those 13 years, but there's a spot I'm convinced that's where all the snakes live. And I will not swim to that place in the lake. End of discussion. Like you can't convince me otherwise because snakes are terrible, horrible creatures. And I hate them. <laughs> terrified of them. <laughs> all right. <laughs> that's a good one. <laughs> Um, who should we, who would you recommend as a future guest for Marathon Swim Stories? I don't know everyone who you've had on. Um, some names, I'll tell you if I've had them or not. <laughs> I think. Um, did you try, have you tried to talk to Evan Morrison? I haven't. I'll try Evan since you recommended him. him. Yeah, you can tell him I recommended him. I will. Um, I need, sometimes I need a little, someone has to give him a push. <laughs> yeah. I can give him a little nudge. Um, and I know he's friends with Elaine too, so I know she'll yeah. she'll nudge him too. Um, let's see here. Dan Simonelli comes to mind. Do you know him? 
um, I think Mark Spratt recommended maybe if I talk to him. Yeah, he's pretty great. Um, he's been around in the community for a really long time. Um, I'm trying to think. I like swimmers here. Have you talked to John Batchelder? I have. Butterfly no. Man. Butterfly Man. That's a good one. He's good. He's got some stuff he's still trying to work for this year. Okay. Cool. Um, I think you've met him, right? Yeah. At the club. Yeah. Yes. Yes. And there's somewhere where, like, I actually had a. Maybe it was, a, I don't know, there's somewhere I've actually like, you know, it's like you meet people, but then you like, you actually have a conversation with people. So I think I've actually had a conversation with him. <laughs> so yeah. Yep. I bet he would love to do it. Yeah. Um, okay. I'm trying to think. Um, have you tried like Darren Miller? Mm -mm. No. Oh, no. Um, he, yeah, he, he did one for Wowza, right? Maybe yeah, he did. Yeah, he probably would. Um, you know, he's, he has an interesting perspective because he does events, plus he's swimming, plus he also does this weird, stupid running stuff. I don't know why people Crazy feel the need running. to go running, but yeah. I know, it's so strange. <laughs> um, yeah, I'll think, if you want me, I can think of some more, but this come to I have, right Yeah, away. I mean, if you, there's other people you think of, you're like, ah, talk to them for sure. You can let me know. Um, but okay. otherwise, my growing list is going to keep okay, me busy for a long time. Yeah, <laughs> That's when there's so many people to talk to. So. Yeah. Awesome. Well, I don't want to take up too much more of your time, but I sincerely appreciate the opportunity. Yeah. I hope you enjoyed today's interview. If you'd like to be a guest on Marathon Swim Stories, just email me, shannon at intrepidwater.com. Please stay in touch by joining our email list at intrepidwater.com. Thanks for listening.